and welcome to a new episode of the Video Chat Podcast. My name is Lauren and as usual I'm here with my friend Una. How are you? <laughs> and uh, so this is a podcast where we review, reminisce about and reconnect with some of our favourite music videos, both old and new. And uh, this episode I'm going to be talking about Firestarter by The Prodigy. And what's your video this week, Una? Quite the alternative. Of, uh, of that particular <laughs> number, I'll be, um, I'll have the pleasure of getting to know Peter Andre and his mysterious girl. Love it. Uh, I mean, what that's definitely like two sides of a coin there. Yeah, I, I always felt like the people who would be listening to this would definitely not be the sort of people that were going home and tuning into like Scuzz and Kerrang and NME. <laughs> I was like, this no. is definitely for fans of The Vault and like The Hits <laughs> and The Box. The Box. But we've got yes. something for everyone this week. Absolutely. Um, You're welcome. And uh, before we even get on to those, we have to mention the fact that our boy, Dane Bowers, waited until we had talked about him for an hour straight and then put on Instagram a video of his newest, like, song collaboration. Um, Uh, Yes, his actual band, Boys on Block. Boys on Block. Called All My Life. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, this is it a Jodeci a... cover. I think it's a cover. Oh, was um, it? I didn't. I didn't it is, yeah, song definitely a cover. Uh-huh. But uh, it's not even the fact that he released the song that evening, that same evening that we'd been talking about, him, but the fact that it opens like in Portrush, just like, you know, around the corner like from guest. us. Yeah. I, yeah. He's dressed like he's in a three piece suit, like he's going to a wedding. Yeah. Shane Lynch from Boys Own is behind the bar, can't understand yeah. a word he says. Mm-hmm. And then they're on the Giants Cosby and stuff. It was just. A complete mind boggle, to be honest, after... It's like if you come out of a coma and you're Mm -hmm. like, what was it like in your coma? It's like, oh, so weird. It was like, Dan Bars was at the Giants Cosby. (laughs) And he was like having a drink in the friggin' Harbour Bar. Harbour Bar. Just the most weird, weird thing you could have seen that evening on Instagram after talking about him for so long. But uh, there we go. The stars aligned big time. They really did. The song admittedly wasn't my like it's not really my thing it's very um who did you say it was originally by it's by i think jodeci is the name of the band i think it's like two american guys okay it was a big know. song i think it was in the film save the last dance so it's not like okay. a recent um song i've yeah. got real like westlife kind of vibes from it that was oh, a yeah, that has a, thing has a flavor of that um, to it for sure and who all was in that shane lynch abs from five and ben from fats and small small right. aka vanessa Feltz. Uh, life partner oh we didn't know that okay well there you go yeah, I'm pretty so, sure that, that is her partner yeah shout out to Dan you tune <laughs> go check him out <laughs> it's yeah. it's not on um it's not on Spotify yet as far as I can tell but it's definitely on his no, Instagram but we will be all over that when it is for yeah. sure we'll we'll go to the causeway and recreate the video and everything so mm. <laughs> <laughs> anywho that is definitely enough of the environment for two episodes so yes I will start talking about uh, my video this week, which is Firestarter by The Prodigy. So a few opening facts. I've tried to keep it somewhat condensed, but really with The the Prodigy and their backstory and stuff, you could like talk about it forever. But for those who maybe are not aware, The Prodigy are an electronic dance music or EDM group formed in 1990. Uh, the founding member, and I think most of the, the other members as well, are from Essex, specifically Braintree. And Liam met vocalist Keith Flint 
at a rave in 1989, which, you know, that, that says all you need to know about these guys, to be honest. But the backstory is that Liam made Keith a mixtape of music which he really liked. And then they seemed to get the keyboard player, Leroy, involved. Um, and then they were joined by another vocalist called Maxim and a dancer and a vocalist called Sharky, who was the only female member of the group. And that was the first lineup of The Prodigy in 1990. So the group are considered pioneers of the music genre known as Big Beat. So this is really similar to like acid house and techno music, but uses heavy break beats and synthesizer generated loops. That maybe means something to someone out there. doesn't mean much to me. There you go. If you're from Berlin, you're probably like, yeah. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. I like it. So Big Beat music achieved this mainstream popularity in the 90s, mainly because of The Prodigy. Um, whereas before it would have been very much limited, I imagine, to like the rave scene and that like underground scene, not uh, a mainstream thing at all. So uh, the song Firestarter was released on the 18th of March 1996, and that was the first single from their third album, The Fat of the Land. It was also their first number one single, and it stayed at number one in the UK for four weeks. So that was good going. It's a big, that's a big day mm-hmm. for that genre. Absolutely. And it also hit number one internationally. So the Czech Republic, Finland, Hungary and Norway. So that ignited their popularity overseas as well. Um, and the song itself mixes electronic beats with like industrial metal and punk rock style vocals from Keith. And it's also made up of like samples from various other tracks. Plus then like the main mix of it all, which was done by Liam and Keith. So the samples include uh, the, a guitar riff from a song called SOS by The Breeders. There's also drums from a song called Devotion by Ten City. And the Hey, Hey, Hey that's repeated throughout is from a song called Close to the Edit by an 80s pop group called Art of Noise. I have to admit, I've never heard of any of those groups, but I might have a wee listen to those songs if I can find them just out of curiosity. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of them at least might show up on Spotify. It's yeah. cool whenever you hear these things. like Definitely. So... And I have to then admit, like, Firestarter will always hold a special place in our hearts, especially, um, mm. and the hearts of our friend group, like, Magalith 2005, never forget, is all I can say there. Never, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> that, so, our laughter, it sounds as if, like, all sorts of shenanigans went on there. And I can tell you now, guys, like, it might as well have been a not- trip of, like, a convent. Like, but we laughed and we laughed. Like that was oh, such did. a fun. It was our first time, like let out of the country without our mummies and daddies, <laughs> and we were like, we were living life, living life um, by the pool. I mean, if that, yeah, if that very overall innocent holiday had a soundtrack, it would be Firestarter. And well, it wouldn't um, sit the holiday for sure. No, but my prerogative by Britney Spears being there. Yes. Uh, what else mm-hmm. was uh, I mean? Stay the time. Um, I can't even think. <laughs> I'm trying to think what was the song our dear friend who emigrated who she was told by the man in the bar that she wasn't allowed on the karaoke anymore like it was like trying to do <laughs> like like was uh, it, like a raccoon off your flipping uh off your porch he was like get oh, me where you go oh that George George Michael one that she didn't actually want to sing the lyrics to just wanted she to just played the, the sax yeah. like you know with the microphone and made a careless sax whisper. noise yeah careless careless Anywho, enough of, of that nonsense. So, on to the video itself. Uh, the video was directed by Walter Stern, who has also worked with groups including the Manic Street Preachers, 
Nine Inch Nails and also David Bowie. So, big names there. And it was filmed in an abandoned London underground tunnel. I cannot get away from these tunnels, people. (laughs) I mean, every one I pick involves a tunnel and I don't know why. I literally um, like sometimes think about the underground tunnel and like it just scares me yeah. like how vast it is like how it was constructed everything about it just fascinates me it turns me and yeah. it's also a thing of beauty yeah also the fact that there's not a single rat mixing the beers in this video was quite impressive well, I think, for an underground tunnel um, would have added as well I'd say they were probably disappointed <laughs> it would, yeah it would have absolutely so this this video would be better. <laughs> Um, also, the whole video is in black and white, which is worth noting as well. So we open with lights coming on in this like dark abandoned tunnel. And then we cut to Keith in his like iconic punk look. So a mostly shaved head with the remaining hair styled into like devil horns. Um, and also can't tell obviously because of a black and white video, but I believe one side of the hair was purple and the other was green. So that mm. must have been a look, you know, in real life. Uh, and then he's wearing like the stars and stripes jumper, like the long baggy shorts and Adidas trainers. And he's also wearing a thick chain, lots of dark eyeliner and has piercings aplenty just to hmm. finish off the look nicely. So the other members are shown briefly in this video, but the spotlight is definitely on Keith throughout. I mean, obviously he's the vocalist, so a lot of the focus is going to be on him anyway. And he's also just like dancing, mm-hmm. you know, jumping around like lunatic for the most part. The other members then are also like in just really plain clothes compared to him, just like trousers and jumpers, nothing memorable. Uh, although one person is in a, a fabulous long leopard print coat, which I noticed, but the other than brief glimpses, we really don't see very much of the rest of them. Hmm. So like Keith's dancing then in this video is very something you would expect at a rave where everyone is off their tits. Like he is jumping around, he's hitting himself in the head, like there's really jerky movements, tongues out, head shaking. Mm. And then there's also like moments of him staring down the lens of the camera as well. So, Parents would have shit themselves if their kids were into this. Like, oh, could you imagine your child, I, you know, I can only, being like, mommy. Yeah, imagine in 1996, the reaction that this carry-on would have got from the parents at the mm-hmm. time. Especially the, People know, would the have t- thought it was like some kind of devil worshipping mm-hmm. sort of um, oh, act or whatever. Absolutely. Satanic panic would have been mm-hmm. hanging in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. So Keith basically just dances around and walks down the tunnel and the other members kind of like run past him at points. And there's also scenes where he's like dancing in front of like iron railings or bars of some sort. While another one of the members, I do apologize, I can't, I just can't tell which guy it is. But he just basically sits there or stands beside him and watches. And I don't understand fully what the point of these scenes are, but it's just like a real juxtaposition of how manic Keith looks and all his like dancing about like a, a lunatic. And then there's this very calm person like in his wee jumper and trousers standing beside him. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. get what the point of that was, but there we go. So there's also then like brief clips of someone using, uh, would it be an angle grinder on the railway tracks? cause loads of sparks so that's a bit you know dramatic there and then there's also scenes of what of Keith and he's holding on to like long strips of what looked like ropes and he's even bouncing about on them at times and I thought that would maybe be like a trick of the camera but then I kind of thought Lorne looked a bit like a spider in a web maybe yeah he does look I've always thought there was something like he was a spider and is there something about like 
a spider catching its prey in the web, mm. like the way he's looking at the camera, like yeah, you're next. He is very like spider web. So I'd wondered like what how they did this, and then I found an interview with uh, NME magazine from the time, and it turns out he is actually like in a disused lift shaft, uh, mm. bouncing around on these rubber tubes and just like held in place with some string apparently, and like Thanks. really was risking injury or death at that stage uh, mm-hmm. to film those scenes of the video so that was interesting the good old days Lauren when you could yeah. do that and mm-hmm. not have someone with a bloody form for you to fill out 5,000 yeah. times look folks we can't CGI this in so if you want to be bouncing around the lift shaft you're just going to have to take this this string and, and do your best yeah we don't have the budget for CGI so you know oh. just sign this form and if the worst should happen you know we will not be paying yeah. you well I will get to that but they definitely didn't have the budget I tell you that much <laughs> so and then there's also a clip where he sticks out his tongue to the camera and pulls his face and his eyebrows seem to disappear. And then I kind of thought, am I imagining this? Like, have his eyebrows vanished? Because it's such a quick little flash. But that's, that's there at three minutes and three seconds of the video, if anyone wants to have a look at that. It just it adds to that scary, nearly like demon or devilish effect when the eyebrows vanish. So... The song then builds to like the crescendo at the end and it's all jump cuts of Keith dancing, pulling faces, generally looking a bit bonkers. And then at that point, I wondered like, well, I thought this video was either lots of film to film or just totally exhausting maybe for Keith because he's doing so much. And then I find this article from the Metro newspaper, which basically indicates that it was hellish um, and it was 12 hours in a hot, dusty underground tunnel. And the only like bonus was that they filmed it inside one day so they only had to be down there one day bouncing around in the heat um, I mean the lighting is very well done especially considering it's a black and white video I think like lighting is really important when you're just doing it in black and white but obviously you know that director clearly knew, knew his trade and the whole feel of the video is a bit like jarring and creepy as you said maybe like a bit like satanic you know suggestion a bit disturbing, especially, I think, for those watching it for the first time in 1996. Like, nowadays, people wouldn't raise an eyebrow at this kind of carry-on, but I think it really was a bit groundbreaking for the time. And, like, I, d- I definitely get the impression that the Prodigy were not about making people feel comfortable with their music or their videos. Like, they put out what they yeah. wanted to put out, like it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's not up to them to... To babysit people, they're not there to be role models for you. They're role models, yeah. Yeah, they're there doing what they want to do and like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like I remember this, I remember this coming out and being on the TV at the time. I'd have been nine years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a bit scared of it. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like freaky for uh, mm-hmm. for kids as well. And mm-hmm. then the video, the video just closes on Keith. He's holding his chain and he's sticking out his tongue to the camera and end scene. So few then facts to finish off so uh Liam Liam Howlett revealed that they actually binned the original video for Firestarter so they had filmed one and I think it involved Keith in a straitjacket and something about a ball bouncing about but anyway they decided that it wasn't good enough um and it didn't like match their vibe or whatever you know it wasn't their thing it didn't I feel like I portray them more when you mention that really when you mention a, a, a straight jacket. I feel like I've definitely seen him in a straight jacket, like in that video. I don't know if maybe they it was released at some point, but for some reason that is really, really ringing really? a bell for me. Yeah, well, but anyway, it didn't ring any bells for me now. Although to be up to 
prefer the image of Keith in a straight jacket. Like, like I can imagine it. <laughs> like on the front cover of something. Yeah. You should see it, yeah. But uh, so th- anyway, they'd filmed a video that had cost them around £100,000 and then decided they didn't like it and scrapped it. Mm-hmm. So they then had a £20,000 budget left and that's mm-hmm. what they used to film this video for Firestarter. And it's in black and white because they couldn't afford colour. <laughs> that's how low the budget was at the wow. end. So the song um, has been parodied by Weird Al Yankovic for his TV show around the time. His version was called Lousy Haircut and basically was um, ripping the piss out of Keith's hair. Fair enough. So American. Like, <laughs> no. enough. It really is. Um, but I mean, if you're getting covered by by Weird Al, you know, you've really hit the big oh, yeah, time. You've arrived. So uh, it's also then been covered by several artists since, including Jimmy Eat World, uh, Sepultura and Papa Roach. So oh, there Papa you Roach. go. Their mm-hmm. version, I, I did watch, I watched the Jimmy Eat World one and you wouldn't even, like, you wouldn't even recognise theirs as being Firestar. Mm-hmm. It's completely slowed down. It's like something you would hear from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, right. It's absolutely a completely different take on the song. It wouldn't be my cup of tea, I have to say. Um, I was like, I don't know, just because it was Firestarter, I was expecting a bit more from their mm-hmm. version. I don't know. But then the Papa Roach version that I found was basically shortly after Keith had passed away and Papa Roach were asked to replace uh, the Prodigy at a festival, I think, mm-hmm. you know, because they obviously dropped out of, of the lineup. And so Papa Roach covered Firestarter as a tribute. Um, oh, that's nice. I'm emotional. Yeah, it was... I liked that. I liked the fact that they did that. And I mean, it was good considering they're a live rock band and they were playing mm-hmm. this live, mm-hmm. not using, you know, decks or electronic music. They did a good mm-hmm. job. So, uh, yeah, so Keith Flint died on the 4th of March, 2019. And God, um, I feel like that was only last year. I know. It doesn't feel, as, doesn't feel like it was two years ago. That's because 2020 friggin' vanished before our well, very yeah. eyes. <laughs> so technically. Thank God, good riddance, you bitch. I know. And uh, so obviously, you know, this was really tragic. He was not very old. Um, and following, you know, his death, fans of The Prodigy were encouraging people to, to buy and stream Firestarter to get it to number one as a tribute to Keith. And also like to promote awareness about the suicide rates among men. Um, it managed to reach number 13 on the Billboard Dance Charts on the 16th of March 2019. So that was a good um tribute you know getting it back in the the charts after so long and I just wanted to to close with like I suppose it's more my opinion it's not fact but I feel like this song and most songs by the prodigy like truly stand the test of time um Mm -hmm. especially compared to some of the other 90s dance music you know that came out like this song was released 25 years ago and it still sounds as fresh as the day it came out like Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned this still slaps um, and it is just yeah. like a, a timeless tune among many mm-hmm. I think timeless tunes the Prodigy have released I don't know would you agree with that take no I would I, my, I think it's brilliant and my favourite Prodigy song is um, No Good For Me or No mm-hmm. Good um, I think that's class I think that's, I, there's so many brilliant songs but that one just just edges um, past the post for me as my favourite one personally but I do I do really like this song um, like as I say there's it reminds me of, of our holiday, our maiden voyage um, <laughs> as adults across the shores to BCM. <laughs> um, 
And uh, my dad thought it was called Firelighter. So like he, was, <laughs> he used to sing it, like, you know, not in any kind of tuneful way. But when I think of the song Firestarter, I think of my dad singing, <laughs> I am the Firelighter. I was like, no, it's not the words. Um, and then I went to see them in concert. I was in first year at uh, uni at the time. I went with mm. two of our good friends. And, I was supposed um, to go to that, Nina, didn't I? Oh, where are you? Um, well, I remember just being there, first people to arrive to get in um, to for the queue or whatever. I think it was maybe like four o'clock in the afternoon. And like, you know, you had people showing up in like full regalia, like gas masks, mm-hmm. like boiler suits, face paint. I was wearing a green bolero now. <laughs> Boleros are normally worn by like the elderly nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't know what a bolero is, like that just goes to show. But Please like boleros were... What else was under this bolero? Because oh, I had like want a, to know. Like a black, like a black vest, and probably low-rise jeans, and uh-huh. um, like pointy stilettos. A trilby? And no. was, <laughs> huh? A trilby? <laughs> no, no trilby, because you know me. Like I, I'm all about the hair being like very much on yeah. show. Um, so uh, yeah, I remember going, and we got to the front, and I remember being so close that uh, what's the name? Which who's the the other singer? Not not Keith. The black fella, what's his name? Is he Maxim Mm -hmm. or is he? He took a drink of water or maybe beer. I don't know what it was, but he spat it. I was close enough that I had his like saliva and beer on my face. And I was like, not sure how I felt about it because I was like, (laughs) you're you're iconic, but um, also you've spat my face. So I don't know how I want to feel about it. Is that assault? Kind of. But I paid to be here, so yeah, you know paid to, paid the more the barrier. It just it just adds to the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the end of it as well, me and, and one of our friends moved to the back and uh, left um, left one at the front. And at the end, we went to like find her, and all we could find was like her coat, which had been like trodden on. Oh, and we were like, "Is she in an ambulance somewhere?" It was just like finding like the first clue to a murder, like. Where is she gone? Um, but she was fine. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was a fun time. Were you not crippled wearing oh, heels? God. I mean, I don't remember because you you just the the deadening of the nerves yeah. was you know so something you was gonna come like yeah. it was just at that age you accept <laughs> you accept that as a part of the night and you don't really yeah. complain about it. Now no I look back no and game. think about yeah, I think about the things you wore and you know like tight short dresses and high platform mm-hmm. heels and just think madness but yeah. after you know, this... at the same time you wouldn't have had it any other way you know you couldn't yeah. have convinced me or anyone else that you know they were going to wear anything oh see like less glamorous and mm-hmm. inverted commas <laughs> oh, what? Like you were, yeah, I don't know what the hell it was everyone looked like they were on an episode of take me out not at that concert but the, the circles <laughs> I ran and that's yeah. what we were obviously the look we were emulating but yeah that's my take on um the prodigy I'm very sad when Keith um, left the world, um, you know, I, I get the impression that he whilst would have portrayed this very like um, edgy look. People may, maybe felt unnerved by it. Like he was probably a real softy, um, yeah. like probably a really lovely fella. I, I, you've never heard anything about him to to give an impression that he was nothing but lovely. Um, mm-hmm. There was somebody on celebrity big brother I feel like who was like a musician I, I wish I'd look, looked at this I think I remember them saying that Keith Flint told them at, at like an award ceremony like that you know they had respect for them or something I think they were be a joke or whatever I don't know why that's ringing a bell for me I'm, I'm go look, but they were basically saying that they felt like the fact that Keith Flint because you know was that genre 
it's not niche as such, but mm-hmm. it maybe wouldn't be. I think I feel like the prodigy was the most mainstream, yeah. um, you know, crossover sort of act. Um, that that felt like acceptance in some ways that someone who was respected um, was be able to like sort of give them some sort of yeah. slap on the back kind of thing. I wonder who that was. If anyone remembers, let us know. But I feel like I'm not making that up. That was real. That happened. Okay, we'll have Prove to. me right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, RIP, Keith. Definitely. Um, it, I mean, he will never, ever be like forgotten. He will always have the, that legacy, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sure another 25 years from now, we'll still be listening to Firestar. Oh, yeah. I think you go through wee phases, don't you, where you just listen to an artist Mm-hmm. like just you just like OD on it you know like you're you'll just have like a week where you listen to it intensely and you'll forget about it and you'll come yeah. back to it and feel like you only have to listen to one of their songs and you're like sucked in and yeah. then you're like oh I'll put on this one and then this one this one yeah it's you just know? yeah I forgot you forget how good it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um yeah I'll leave that was it there now for Prodigy thank you nice to revisit that era of life even though we were too young to fully experience that, like it was, it was we were, old enough that it was able to be there for our uni years. I think uh, it was, you know, within like a like, decade later. There you go. Like we were only children when it came out. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Eight, by the time we got to university, we were big into it, you know, like, yeah. I mean, you know, 10 years. And you're right. Like, it is totally timeless mm-hmm. and it will always be music that people will enjoy. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Totally okay, happy for me to. Yeah. <laughs> to move on so guys this is a bit of a segue um so we've gone from the dizzying heights of the prodigy and we're gonna head all the way down to australia um (laughs) to talk about our boy peter andre so just a wee bit about pete himself so pete uh i'm just gonna call him pete because i feel like we're close enough um, his birthday is, is around this time. He is 48 years old. Um, he was actually born in London. I was surprised at that. I thought he was like born Aussie born. I know he's, he's of Greek separate descent, but I thought that he'd been in Australia from day dot. Um, he moved there when he was six with his family. And, um, when he was nine, oh no, actually when he was 14, um, he actually entered the same dance competition to meet Michael Jackson that Wade Robson um, entered into. Wade oh, Robson wow. won, and then we all, well, I don't say we all know what happened next. We have to be very mindful that this, you know, no convictions, da, da, da. But that documentary, Leaving Neverland, was, like, pretty massive. Um, that came out two years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, and you can see, like, Michael Jackson has always had a big influence on Peter Andre. I think um, it, the way he sings, if you really think about the way he sings, you can definitely hear, like, how he is. I don't think maybe he's doing it on purpose, but there's mm-hmm. definitely, I think, uh, a bit of a style that, that mm-hmm. I would say is emulating Michael Jackson to some extent. Um of that whole thing with Wade Robson, you know, he has commented on that and has said, look, how disappointed he was that he didn't get to meet him. And he said that mm-hmm. he actually would, He at that time when he was interviewed, he said he, he couldn't bring himself to watch the documentary because he's like, look, I wasn't there. Like, I don't know, but I think I will eventually watch it. It's probably very hard whenever there's such speculation about someone that you respect mm-hmm. so much, um, you know, and then to have something like that being written about them or said about them. But anyway, 
He then went on and entered like a sort of a, a an X Factor style competition new faces i think there really was a similar type of uh, series in the uk as well but he did the australian version and he got uh, offered a record contract from that so he started putting out music from the early 90s in australia and didn't do like great initially um he did win like an aria award uh, in 1993 which is like the, their version of the brits and then in 1995 he released um he released Mysterious Girl. Um, now, it didn't come out in the UK until two, or till 1996. It didn't come out until then because of some administrative error or issue with his label. But anyway, that's when it came out. It got to number two. Uh, I believe it got to number one again after he had been on I'm a Celebrity. It was released <laughs> in 2004. And because we're well. all such bloody sheep. Yep. flock to get that single make the most um, of your own publicity Peter mm-hmm, absolutely um so he's also a Jehovah's Witness which I I but he but he's now lapsed so mm-hmm. he was and is no more so on to the song itself so this is a cod reggae track okay so cod, cod reggae is defined as reggae that is inauthentic and lacks the soul of authentic mm-hmm. reggae that comes from jamaica so it's you know it's it's used it's widely used for reggae made by white people um right. though black artists have also made cod reggae so um like boy george was mm-hmm. seen as like a, to some extent like a cod like you know some of his songs definitely had a bit of a like reggae yeah. you know um aspect to them um or like UB40 mm-hmm. that would be called reggae um so anyway it was um one of the biggest selling singles in the UK in 1996 um as I said it got to number two and it features on the uh, single um a, a, a rapper um it's called he's a he provides a raga style rap contribution by bubbler ranks um so um bubbler himself <laughs> Bubbler, Bubbler himself hype. <laughs> Definitely sounds like someone we would know, like who's Nick Bubbler. Oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. there's Bubbler. Um, so he quit rapping or whatever. He lives in London as a preacher. Um, he had reunited with Peter sort of later in life to do a few gigs um, around London. And you know on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, mm-hmm. um, in 2013, Peter Andre was hosting it. And you know why there's like a segment where they bring out a lineup of different yeah. men and say who's the real person. So yeah. they did it for, for Bubbler. And um, and then when he stood forward, him and um, Pete had a big hug. I would like to think that you knew it was him. Obviously, it wasn't like yeah, long lost families. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, apparently the, the song title was originally called Mysterious Man. Um, but the record company asked to change it for fear of him being considered gay so I mean that's I suppose maybe reflective of the times yeah even you know more recently the likes of Will Young would have talked about the difficulty it would have been and been able to like actually mm-hmm. introduce your sexuality into your music or uh, been able to have more ownership over over that and I definitely touched on this whenever we talked about Ricky Martin and mm-hmm. the struggle about being gay being openly gay and being Latino and all that kind of stuff um so um moving on so the video itself so the video is uh set in a very exotic location um in what i would describe as a sort of like a shanty town based by the sea um i think it's quite evident that we that it is based in southeast asia um just from people in the background mm-hmm. the love interest 
um, appears quite early and she definitely looks to be, you know, from this mm-hmm. area. Um, though she looks, she's quite tall. I, I think I thought from watching the video, she looked like a tall person, um, which I suppose wouldn't be typical mm. of, of uh, Thailand, for example. Um, even given my own experiences of there, Lauren, you were there <laughs> when I was fat shamed for my feet. Um, <laughs> we had made like, we had made like, um, how many pilgrimages to Patong oh, to get all more of than our me. counterfeit swag? Did I? I feel yeah. like every day we just were like, what we do today? Well, we just go to Patong. There's like, definitely just what you did. plenty of days where you're just like, we're going to Patong. I was like, no, cannot be our Well, I mean, this it, again. Was, it was difficult because we, we didn't want to do elephant trekking because of the mm. abuse of the elephants. And we didn't want to go to the tiger kingdom because they're all drugged to the eyeballs. <laughs> I think only like six months ago, a tiger had like mauled somebody. So you know, we were limited at that mm. point. Um, so Patong it was. And we went in and I saw a lovely pair of fluorescent pink Nike counterfeit trainers. And when I said to that man, when I told him that I was an average size seven, he exclaimed, wow, you got big feet. <laughs> and you all, you all bullied me that day. Just uh, pissed yourselves. After and I was we, like, after we, could stop laughing and learned to, to I was speak again. So upset. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am a bloody size seven. Go get them. All right, I'll wow. take my cups and elsewhere. You got big feet and then you, <laughs> you bugger. They have bigger feet than me. Like I know I think I pointed to somebody else like she's a bloody size nine. <laughs> um I'm not saying I, know, nine, I just felt anyway. very, very attacked. But anyway. Oh, um, and I, I ordered new shoes yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh but they're like they're lifting shoes. And they advise, like, measure your feet and use our size chart. So mm-hmm. I thought, like, shoe size is shoe size. Like, I know clothes size can differ massively. I hope you've got your feelings hurt. Yeah. You know, measure my feet with tape measure and all as they wanted me to. Mm-hmm. And according to their chart, I'm a UK size 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, what? How? How can you be a shoe I size 8, it. but you've decided I'm a 9.5? I wish I'd been there whenever the truth sank in. I will be if threes are too big, I will be absolutely human. Well, anyway. I hope they're tight. <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, so anyway, where was I? So Pete's walking around, his shirt is unbuttoned, he's walking through the shanty town. Now I'm just gonna say it, I try not to swear, not on this podcast, you know, like I don't have mm. the cleanest of mouths at the best of times, but he is giving off such fuckboy vibes in this yeah. video. Um so he is walking around surveying the town spoke like a predator looking for his next slide. Um, it's like he's there on a gap year and he's woke up dying of a hangover and he is in the market for some action. And he's just decided that having the shirt undone and mm. like kind of, he's literally like walking with a limp, like, like he's some sort of a, like a real like gangster. It's going to be the best way to attract the honeys, you know, with a Z, <laughs> the honeys with a Z. Or like, alternatively, as we know, he is absolutely sweating his uh, bag off yeah. and he, he's looking erotically for the first street bender that he can get some fanta lemon off. So there's, many options but to me like he's a young guy hobbling at male and he is d- dtf he's down to frick so um it's cutting away the scenes of him under this beautiful waterfall and the love interest is there also at the waterfall but they're never there at the same time for this particular uh sequence i found that she was looking quite forlorn at times like there's one point where she was kind of sitting on a rock under the waterfall like kind of hugging her legs with her wee head down like <laughs> 
you know, she had a lot on her mind. And I was like, right, she's being branded a mysterious girl, but I'm thinking like, what the hell is the mystery? Like, it sounds like maybe this is something Pete should be staying away from. Um, like the serpent is set in Thailand. So, mm-hmm. you know, is she is she like a female serpent? I've not even watched the serpent, but I'm assuming he's the murderer. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she's also doing some yoga under the waterfall, which is skilled. Like she's obviously yeah. not an August because I would have thought, it wouldn't be the most peaceful and serene place to be doing yoga like maybe beside it or in mm. front of it but she's like she literally has the water like you know thrashing into her traps um and it's definitely a slipping hazard but you know she's again no health and safety it didn't exist in 1996 <laughs> obviously um now this this video was filmed um on pp island um oh, wow. fun fact did you know this video actually inspired the movie the <laughs> beach Fuck off. Sorry for swearing. No way. Sorry for laughing. That's a total lie. I, I just Jeez, can't I... lie without laughing. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Peter <laughs> Andre's so abs on PB Island. Who's the inspiration to the beach? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's where it was. Um, was it this PP Island where the beach was filmed? I think it was. Yeah. Or was it Crabby? No, PP, that's why it was bonkers when we went there and it was just rammed full of dirt. Yes. Yes. including ourselves we know we know yes yes <laughs> we are those arseholes um so there's pete also with his two mates one of them's bubbler ranks our mate and he's the guy that obviously raps in the video but then there's sequences where he's like in the sea and bubbler's there and there's some other guy there who i haven't a notion who he is obviously for like you know symmetry it looked better mm. to have two guys with him potentially but Pete's wearing his jeans in the water and I just I just had this horrible ick feeling of like wet denim on yeah. your skin. Like the Quite thought heavy. of that. Quite yeah, heavy. horrible. Pulling, you, pulling your jeans down. Yeah, it'd be horrible. You'd be like, get these off me. But then I thought maybe on the first take he went in with swimming trunks and he like inflated all around his junk and it was like, nah, <laughs> that's not working. So yeah. he had no choice in the end. Um, I bet you he suggested no clothes. I bet you, I guarantee. Mm. Do you know what? That's just my opinion, Pete, but you're welcome to come on to the podcast let us know. I would love to hear how it all went. So he's performing in the video, obviously, and he's he's in the sea with the two guys, and he's like, we say it, like he's basically making love to the sea, like he's bumping and grinding <laughs> in the sea against the waves, having a great time. All three of them are like playfully splashing the water. It's kind of homoerotic, Lauren. Mm. I'm gonna say that. I think it is, but I'm here for it and fully embrace it. All right. Um, so he can do that um he's also in the shanty town again and you can see these people are definitely experiencing a considerable level of poverty actually if you pay attention to the background mm-hmm. you know they're not wearing brand spanking new clothes like i say i feel quite confident that it is like a shanty town mm-hmm. um so it's a kind of a strange environment for pete to be out scouting yeah. for his next lay but as long as you know he's not exploiting anyone that's the main thing you know hope, I just, hope these people got well paid for being in this video well what, i i, I, I don't would, know i don't know i would have him at, yeah doubts as he's well. also like rolling his abs like in the shanty town behind like beside the poverty stricken people yeah. um you know and like really give it like he's got like pursed lips and he's like really <laughs> intensely looking at the camera obviously people can't see the face i just made but he's doing whatever like as if like a belly dancer would do but with his abs like, you know, do you see these? Do you see what, I, what I'm working with here? And the townsfolk are all sitting around probably wondering what the fuck is going on here? Like, 
Um, now, I kind of thought they probably haven't even seen a film crew because I'm that ignorant. I, so. I kind of thought, you know, I bet you the BBC holiday crew breeze through there every fortnight making shows <laughs> to promote tourism in the area. So for all I know, they're like, another day in paradise. Um, so I kind of feel like the video would have been cool if it was like set in like a beach party in Marbella and like the mysterious girl was really normal and like reading a book and her hair was messy and she kind of had a bit of sunburn and she was wearing like a really modest swimsuit with like proper shorts and not like bikinis but like right all the way up the shock of your arse like the fashion is these days um but then I kind of think he would he would take no interest he'd probably be turned because I kind of get the impression that Pete at this stage might have been very much looks based Mm. again my opinion not necessarily fact um so yeah um a girl like that would be a bloody mystery in today's society but we all are her and she is us deep down like you know nobody wants to go for a spray tan and have to flip and go to all the hair removal um outlets of the day and make sure you've got all your lashes on and all the rest but you know it's very very difficult to maintain that anyway back to the original so it ends with pete and the mysterious girl rolling around on the shore together so they've clearly like met up at some point in the market they've made their connection they're having a laugh um now it turns out that he did shag her in real life so you know it gives credence to the saying um life imitates art and i know that because not only obviously did i find it on the internet but i remember like watching one of his shows with um katie price aka jordan and there's another link lauren like i we were talking about dame bars last week who mm-hmm. famously went That's out right. with katie price yeah. and i i'm talking about her husband like what is wrong with me i keep <laughs> making these bloody connections That's embarrassing um but i remember on the show i think she mentioned um that video and she was like he shagged her and all, like to just make a deck of him on TV. Um, she was obviously very jealous about it. Um, so I found it really funny and also like just the saddest thing I'd ever heard. Like fans were frustrated. Apparently quite recently, Peter Andre revealed that the video wasn't actually filmed in Australia. Um, and this is why he like shared like a throwback photo of himself in the video um and he said like it was filmed in australia and loads of people were really pissed off about this so like some of the the comments people were making were we went to that waterfall where we did mysterious girl in australia and now he's saying it was in toyland is this a joke i was like no we just told you it wasn't in australia so you weren't there hon do you know what i mean yeah um and then like wait what i thought you shot this in mila mila falls and carnes Where did you get that information? Like yeah. total hearsay. And then please never mind can the you confirm. There's all Thai people behind them. But anyway, yeah, never exactly. Mind. Pay attention. Like you say you're a fan of this guy and like you don't okay, you were obviously very, very focused on him, but like you know, take mm. in other parts of life. Um <laughs> please can you confirm, please. <laughs> this to me. As I spent three hours driving around Australia, now you didn't get very far if you're only going three hours, trying to find the mysterious girl waterfall. And also have my photo taken in that waterfall, right? You need to like ring friggin' Samaritans or something because yeah. listen, the fact that you're upset about this tragic. Yeah. Um, There's bigger so, worries in yeah, life here. Bigger worries, but it's also funny day, that they did you that. You still see the nice waterfall. Get over it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Um, and then some of the funny comments from the video itself. So there was somebody said, for those that don't know, this guy started a revolution. Every girl that made her BF get into the gym and have the same haircut after watching this <laughs> clip, it was unbelievable. So we wouldn't have been as conscious of that at, at eight or nine years of age. We weren't having boyfriends then send them to the gym. I know that much. So, no, but I certainly um, don't remember everyone looking like Peter Andre either. I feel Not like here I have anyway. memories. <laughs> I have memories of being younger and like playing tennis and that song being like doing really well in the charts at the time and like people commenting that he was just so gorgeous and I remember feeling like a bit uncomfortable about the video feeling quite sexual but I was a child so I mean I'm glad that I was like conscious of that. Um, Another comment was there's a bit of swearing here if my hairline wasn't fucked up I'd still rock that Peter Andre haircut for life. So obviously somebody that went for the curtains (laughs) um, before. Then there was um, there was a world shortage of baby oil due to the production of this video. His abs are glistening throughout. Like I I maintain that was sweat to be honest, Lauren, because you know know. how sweaty would you be in Thailand? And then another one: there is so much oil on his body that America is preparing to invade. So that's cute. Um, but the most random comment of all goes to this. Now, an accent would go well with it, but I'm not going to because that's offensive, even though I think I did do an accent earlier on about my experiences in Thailand, but I lived that, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm doing that. So this person said, you know, this is my grandma's fave song. And right, she is sitting here listening with me right now, 58 and she is still very healthy, except that she has diabetes overall. She still can chase me and beat me. LOL. Remember to love your grandparents and thank God for your family. Stay safe and may God be with you. Wow. What a journey in one moment. Thank you. I hope your granny's okay at 58 with diabetes. Do you know what I mean? Like, how old is that grandchild? Yeah, that's a very young granny. The kids are just dying on YouTube these days. So. Oh, that's it. And the broken English, I'm thinking they're maybe, what, six? So who knows? But he also gets beaten. So, you know, somebody do something about that. He could buy for help. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we were nine, we were, you know, out and playing on the streets on our bikes. And here, yeah. the nine-year-olds today are on YouTube telling everyone the granny beats them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, still loves her, though. Love, yeah. love your grandparents. And thank God for your family. And that's a good way to, like, kind of finish off my my segment there yeah um, very important message to take away so we started off with shirtless peter andre in the 90s and we're ending with lots of love for the grandparents and this awful awful <laughs> um panera bread time yeah for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was fun i like the alternate sort of um spectrum uh, mm-hmm. subjects today lauren um, yeah we definitely took two two very different avenues totally. of genres there yeah so we didn't we we left it quite late deciding but we kind of mm-hmm. found ourselves on the year 1996 yeah um, a good year the earliest year we've had um where we were still like very much conscious of what was what the music was at the time mm. um so yeah, that was nice to go to a primary level for us as well. It would have yeah. been primary, primary territory. For sure. sure. Um, for I suppose the only downside of these, like 1996, and you know, really older tunes is again the videos are not the best quality. Like on YouTube, I yeah, I would love for some of these artists to you know put out a 
the new like remastered version of the videos because they just do not stand up to the, the old pixels anymore. But no, the, by, by far still, the Backstreet Boys, the call has been the worst. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the the one, the Firestarter video was a bit, you know, blurry as well. It's not, not ideal, but sure, it came out 25 years ago. So what are you going to do? Just want to finish off, you know, I think this is the cover of this that will live with all of us. Probably will remember this more so than the actual original. I know it's what comes into my head. So I want you to just, you know, enjoy. Whoa, 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 mysterious girl, move your body close to mine. Come on, move your body. Come on, move your body. I stop and stare at you, walking on the shore. I try to concentrate, my mind wants to explore. To explore. The tropical scene of you takes me up above. And girl, when I look at you, oh, I fall in love. No doubt you look so fine Whoa. Girl, I want to make you mine Yeah, come on Just let me be with The woman that I love The woman that I love No doubt you're my only man Whoa. Who can love you like I can Yeah, man Just let me be with The woman that I love Oh, oh wow <laughs> I like this class Come on, move your body Come on, movie buddy. That is called reggae. Like, that's like oh, bloody sure. haddock reggae. That's <laughs> like a different fish altogether. Um, but uh, yeah, Ant and Seb. Aunt I'm and so Seb. glad they brought that, that to us. Yeah. Um, like, gift yeah, to the world. Gift to the world. I just, I love that for looking at Cheryl's nostrils flaring with laughter. Just, you know, you just can't <laughs> stop. You're like, don't make a noise, but it's going to, the noise will come out via the nostril. So, yeah, I'm happy yeah. enough, Lauren. How else to, to wind down after Aunt no. There we go. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been beautiful if you had, had like an Aunt Zeb version of Firestar? There's oh bound God. to be. There's bound want, to be. If you've got X Factor <laughs> Prodigy, it'll be there for sure. That's okay. up this evening. Definitely, um, definitely. So I hope you've all enjoyed that very diverse uh, episode and mm-hmm. definitely enjoyed Aunt Zeb as much as I did at the end. <laughs> Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Video Chat Podcast. We also have a Facebook page, so you can get in touch with us there. Follow us there. You'll find out, I suppose, what next week's episode shall entail. We don't even know ourselves yet, but we will by the time. No, we are very out. much so, people of the 11th hour. Yes, and I love it. Fly by the seat of your trousers, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you do it. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.